Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Just a reminder to sign up for our Substack over at undergroundusa.com. It circumvents the censors and comes directly towards you. Right now, my interview with Chuck Wilder this week, talking about the R's and the D's and how we have to be a little bit more picky about who carries our banners into the elections and into government. Mr. Savato, how are you? Mr. Wilder. <laughs> you think they're getting tired of that? Maybe we ought to just say, Mrs. Savato, and you'll go, Mrs. Wilder, yes. And they'll say, boy, those girls have a deep voice. Yes, I can. You're ch- channeling, your, uh, channeling your inner Monty Python cast there. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. I wonder if he's still around. Who, Monty or Python? Yeah. Uh, either yeah. one of them. The Pythons, yeah. I know, they're in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> now then... Before I get to your excellent article about elections, okay, uh, I want to read a thing from uh, Bob Unruh filed this. Whistleblowers reveals FBI thoughts on criminality of disinformation. First paragraph, all right. Very important, listener, because uh, what I'm going to discuss with Frank before we get into, well, actually, it has to do with what we're going to get into. Anyway. An FBI cheat sheet regarding election crimes around the 2022 midterm election offering guidance on dealing with campaign finance violations, election interference, and more also insists that, here it is, the FBI will decide disinformation and whether it's a crime according to a new report. All right, now then. Uh, Frank and I have discussed this before, and I've discussed it with him. And usually, whenever I'm going to list, you know, that Frank is going to be on the show and it's on my blog, I don't even normally put the, you know, the the, uh, whatever we're talking about. And I didn't do it again. But once again, Frank Savato has been questioned here. This is on Google, okay. Uh, (laughs) And the amazing thing is I should have put, what we're going to talk about, because just to show you how they are, they have, number one, they have no idea what we're talking about, but you tell me, listener, hold your hand up if you think this should be censored, all right? Elections can't continue being about the R, that would be like a Republican, or the D. What was it, Frank, do you think, because you left out independent? <laughs> I Maybe they what they do, they say, oh, Frank Savato's going to be on. Let's see what he's going to talk about. Oh, it's about, uh, you know, Halloween candy. No, it's about yeah. elections can't continue being about the R, Republican, or the D. Maybe you should have put the D first. 
Where Google's concerned, they've been censoring me and my publications since back in 2005. Yeah. I used Won't to let be, it go, used, huh? No. The, I, I used to be high-ranked in Google News back when I had New Media Journal. And I, one day I got a letter from – and it was a letter letter from the Google legal department – telling me that I was propagating hate speech and that I would be removed from Google News. And shortly after that, I was diminished in all the search results. So I'm not shocked that my name or my publications elicit a censorship tag from Google because they're a group of information Nazis. They've been right. caught election after election, manipulating search results to make sure that their preferred candidates get better search results than the ones that they aren't backing. They're a propaganda machine, and they're so big and so behemoth and so ingrained into our daily lives that it's, it's hard to combat them. So when you hear your elected officials talking about, well, we're going to have to break up, uh, break up big, big tech and this, that, and the other, just yeah. to remember that they use Google search engines on Capitol Hill. They use Google search engines all through the U.S. government. And when Google says it's dense information, the tiny minds in the federal government bureaucracy say, well, if Google says it's disinformation, we have to go along with that, too. Yeah. That, I can that's see why if the, you would have said, you know, God is good. Ooh, there it goes. Get that one out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, these, these are two things. You know, this is why the FBI yeah. saying they'll decide what disinformation is, is absolutely unconstitutional. And somebody with deep pockets on the right should file a lawsuit. But, the, but the, the people on the right just twiddle their thumbs and look at each other while the left files lawsuit after lawsuit when they don't yeah. like anything. And that's why they get, to, they get to litigate what is constitutional, which they shouldn't be able to do. First Senator, Amendment free yeah. speech rights are absolute. They're absolute, right. especially when you're talking about government. Right. Send your $100 to Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Yeah. And once he gets 500, he'll <laughs> file his lawsuit, yes. I'll tell you. Elections can't continue being about the R or the D. You say with the midterm elections upon us, early voting is already underway. We all really should take a moment to seriously reevaluate how we go about choosing who runs our government. And as it stands today, government exists as an industry. That's a pretty good start right there. Uh, another excellent article from uh, Frank Savato. Well, the, you, you think about it. When, when the federal government is picking winners or losers in the private sector, promoting ideological private sector initiatives, subsidizing them with tax dollars, and then later on you find out people sitting and voting on these things on Capitol Hill and people ingrained in the administration are profiting from it, that's an industry, and that means people running for office or running to retain their seats in office, they know this full well. They know this full well. You don't enter into a political office making six figures and come out with eight figures. It, it, that math doesn't work. So anybody who doesn't believe that people are getting rich in office has their head in the sand. But it's time that we call it what it is. It's not public service anymore. It's an industry. And you know what? You also can throw in all the perks, you know, the perks they get. 
Well, yeah. I mean, Nancy Pelosi wants to go home to make sure her husband's not gallivanting around in his underwear with his hammer buddy, <laughs> and she and she takes a federal she takes a tax subsidized federal aircraft to do it, along with a Secret Service contingent because she's Speaker of the House. I'm glad you brought that up because I did the the double take on that on the, on my newscast today. Uh, you know, supposedly they arrested a guy. He was in his underwear, and one report, you know, and this was, uh, you know, the other side's report on the story was that uh, Paul Pelosi said, hey, I've got to go to the bathroom, you know. So they discontinued supposedly the Hammer Act, and he goes in the bathroom and calls the police, and it wasn't an alarm that went off. And so then they're saying maybe it was his gay lover, and he was hollering, where's Nancy, because he wanted, you know, to say, leave him, you know, I love him or whatever. But all this stuff, it all turned out to go to where, and where would you expect there, listener? It all turned to the January 6th. Boy, they put so much stuff onto that. Uh, unbelievable. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to, you know, go all, ahead. <laughs> all, they're, all they're trying to do is, is interfere with the information that's happening here to, to make it beneficial to them for the election coming up in eight days. The fact is, Paul Pelosi told the police and and the tape is the 911 tape is out there now paul pelosi said this is this is my friend they were really? both in their underwear it was 2 30 in the morning you know and the official the official call log says that was a priority wellness check it wasn't about an assault in progress it wasn't about a burglary or a break-in that's a, those are designations that an emergency call would need necessarily need to have. If someone called and said someone broke into my house and is trying to attack me with a hammer, that would have been a a break in with an assault. Yeah, this is not even okay. logged as that. Coming up on that break, Frank, and I really wish that they would get that recording out and just let the whole nation hear it. You know, unbelievable that they tied it into January 6th. My goodness. Frank Savato is going to continue in just a moment. It's undergroundusa.com. American Express, investigated by the U.S. government, caught processing a Soviet-era politician's dirty money, paid hundreds of millions in fines for deceiving customers. Rather than clean up their act, American Express has gone woke. Employees say people are promoted and told to offer lower premiums based on race. Amex administered critical race theory training that told employees capitalism is racist. American Express, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Visit unamericanexpress.com. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder, with my guest Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Undergroundusa.com. You think the PNP will come out here, Pelosi and Paul, and uh, get a whole bunch of uh, exposure, so to speak? It was obviously when you saw the usual suspects like Omar and 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 the rest of the of the squad come out almost instantaneously parroting the false narrative that it was a right wing extremist who broke into the house uh, with a hammer. Uh, she was trying to manufacture something that would give uh, um, give her some benefit going into the elections. Remember, Nancy Pelosi's on the ballot every two years. Hmm. 
So if poor Mr. Pelosi, after all he's been through with his drinking problem, was attacked by some right-wing guy with a hammer, you can pretty much surmise that that narrative was crafted to get her some sympathy votes out of the San Francisco area. And I'll tell but you, as, we found, as we found out, the guy is the guy is voted for the Green Party last time around. He's originally from Canada. His uh, outside of his minivan house that he lives in, he has a a gay pride flag with a marijuana leaf on it. Hardly a conservative, a radical conservative, who would think about breaking into Nancy Pelosi's house to beat up Paul. Yeah, but see the. The scenario of the story and, and what we're getting, which will, whatever you and I are discussing, there is one point on their side that makes our side sound like, no, no, you guys are wrong. And that's because he's got a skull fracture. Hey, I did, maybe they play rough. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've, I've, seen, I've seen posts, and, and I kind of don't even want to, acknowledge them because i don't yeah. have proof to the fact True. but but, the, but that paul pelosi has an alternative lifestyle if, if, but if you that's know also case, maybe he's got a skull factor but look at all the people that didn't have covid that died of covid in the hospitals you know yeah, what i'm I, saying I, I, yeah, yeah. It, this is private surgeon yeah i don't know. you know this is i don't i don't care to get into people's bedrooms i as long as they're not as long as they're not harming someone that isn't consenting to do it I, I don't care in, in that respect. Maybe I'm a, I'm a little less hardcore conservative than some of the Bible thumpers. But I believe what happens in someone's bedroom is their own damn business. If yeah. Paul Pelosi wants somebody to dress up in his underwear and beat him on the head with a hammer, and that's what he gets off on, wow. then, okay, Paul, go ahead. I don't need to see it. I don't really need to know about it. But your wife shouldn't be trying to glean votes out of something off of a false narrative yeah. because you played poorly. And I think that Nancy, and maybe it's her age, or maybe she thinks that she's real successful at it, but everything ties into January 6th. Well, they don't have anything to run on. Yeah, They're eight days away from a catastrophe because they went full-on 110% ideological because they, again, just like they did in the beginning of the Obama administration, had a one-party government. So they decided green energy is going forward, LGBTQ is going forward, climate change is going forward. These are all debatable and social issues. They have nothing to do with the enumerated responsibilities of the Constitution that the federal government is supposed to enjoin in. These are things that are, are, should be left to the private sector and or to the states. So because they went straight on ideological and, and aggressively so to the point of forcing people to believe a certain way, it's not that they're saying, well, we're just going to, we believe this is best for the country. Now they're saying, if you're not actively opposed to racism the way we say you should be actively opposed to it, then you're a racist. That's coercive. That's that's social engineering. That's that's not freedom. It's definitely not freedom of speech. So they've got nothing to run on. So everything has to go back to their perceived their perceived grievance, which is January sixth. Which, as we know now, there's not a lot of there there. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour break, and when we come back, uh, Frank mentions in his latest, anyone who's ever been involved with a political campaign for mass marketing, for that matter, understands that because the attention span of the average consumer, the voter, has been conditioned to last about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, 30 seconds. An entire campaign, the entire platform, or somebody running for office has to be condensed into a 13-second elevator speech, which is uh, tantamount to limiting the entire platform to what can be contained on a bumper sticker. See where we have gone and come and been, and that's where we're at now. Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com, will continue with more of Elections Can't Continue being about the R or the D. Hi, this is CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We offer a complete line of handcrafted exotic teas that will change your idea of what tea is all about. Either hot or cold, our teas please. And make no mistake, this ain't your mama's tea. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder with Frank Savato, host of Underground USA podcast, discussing elections can't continue being about the R or the D and so many important things here. And I uh, want to move on with uh, basically you're saying that uh, the attention span of the average consumer, and that would be the voter, uh, has been conditioned to last for about 30 seconds. Let me get down to, uh, you say, yes, there are those who actually take the time and effort to dig in who the candidates really are, who the leaders of the political party have become to be, and who is in reality pulling the strings behind the scene. And most voices warn of candidates and agendas that aren't who and what they portray themselves to be. But it is probably pretty hard to figure out uh, who's who every single time we have an election, right? It's, it's not easy. You've got to take some time to do it and dedicate mm-hmm. yourself to the duty that you have as a citizen. But that plays into the 30-second attention span. And I'm not demeaning people yeah. because of it. We've been conditioned to it. That's why most commercials on television are 30 seconds. That's why spots on ra- they have two different schedules for spots on radio, 60 and 30. People, people are, are reached in 30 seconds. If they're not intrigued at the end of 30 seconds, then the next 30 seconds of 60 seconds goes into the garbage can, into the mental garbage can. This is one of the reasons why you keep hearing these bumper sticker phrases in political campaigns. They have to have something that rhymes, that is maybe two verses, and that's it. If you can get it down to a word, if you can get it down to three words, remember hope and change? If you can get it down to to just Half a sentence, it's even better because people walk or they hear it and they hear it and they hear it and they marry it with the candidate. It's basic marketing. That's all political campaigns are is marketing. They're, they're trying to gather as many consumers as possible. So every trick that is used in, in Madison Avenue marketing is used in political campaigning. You know, and you turn to the First Amendment, you mentioned uh, federal government is forbidden from limiting political free speech, speech or redress of government. And just as we started out talking about censorship, yep. man, it, it is worse than it's ever been, I guess. 
Oh, it's well. We did have a couple a couple moments in time in our American history where censorship was just as bad, if not worse. When you come out of the Wilson administration, we we oh. had the we had laws on the books that criminalized political speech, which in and of themselves are unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. But when you have a one-party system that controls the judiciary, there's nothing you can do about it but wait till the next election or defy it or live in a state with a governor who's got a spine enough to nullify these things. You know, but when you when you just allow ideology to run government and it's not the way it was set up to be. I can't stress that enough. The the power over day-to-day happenings in the individual's world was the gov- the level of government that was supposed to come into that the hardest was state the federal government was supposed to be this thing that existed where the state governments intersected that's it but today because of what wilson started what what roosevelt pushed what lbj brought forward what obama put in place and what biden's trying to do we have centralized government that has more power than the state governments that's not the way we were set up to be, period. So when you've got a – it makes it easier for a federal government to collude with organizations like, oh, I don't know, Google, Facebook, Twitter, up until Elon Musk, to say, you know, this is – this this speech is hate speech. It's It really shouldn't be on there. You know, I know you've got algorithms that can make sure that speech like this doesn't get through. And I'm going to tell you something, listener. Think about this. And we always mention it, Frank and I, and I I mention it a lot. The old adage with the Democrats, blame others for what you do. Now, the big hoo-ha with all of these censorship is uh, voter fraud. There's no such thing as voter fraud, voter fraud. And, you know, that's why they uh, canceled uh, Trump, because he mentioned the words voter fraud. Well, yeah, you've got you, you've got yeah. the highest turnout that you've seen in in ever in Georgia, and because Stacey Abrams is is slated mm-hmm. to lose in in the polling, she's screaming voter fraud again. It's a false flag argument that the left uses whenever they don't get their way in elections. Yeah, and Al Gore, <laughs> that was the little uh, what was it? The hanging Chad, I think. I guess the hanging Chad. Yeah. Yeah, the hanging Chad. But it's it's been on all the time, all the time. They're always screaming. And Hillary Clinton is perhaps now even more recognizable hollering voter fraud than even Al Gore. I don't know. They haven't called the Supreme Court yet, but uh, well, you know, blame others for what you do. In, yeah, in 2016, she said point blank. That you know, first she lied about Russia and and uh, a relationship yeah. between Russia and Trump, which was a blatant lie, and everybody knew it at the time. And she has no cover for it either. She's a liar. She knew about it. She lied, and she never said. You know, you listen to her interviews. She the election was stolen. Trump yeah. stole it. They she actually won. She should have won. She's like president. That's what she was saying. Yeah, she's a she's a white Stacey Abrams. And now she's out there saying point blank that if Democrats don't win in 2024, it's because of voter fraud. It's because the election was stolen. 
So in Hillary Clinton's bizarre world of a mind, if she doesn't always win the election, then the election was stolen. I don't know whether she's just an, an aged, spoiled child or whether she's become infirm in her brain. But no one gets their way all the time, not even the spoiled Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it's the, it's the double standard, double standard. Uh, well, besides Trump, when have you ever heard a Republican say that the election was stolen? Never. See, my, my, my little brain was empty there. I couldn't find yeah, one. Yeah, never, <laughs> never. There hasn't been, there hasn't been one. And, and quite honestly, you know, because Donald Trump's an outsider and because he was the wrench in the engine, you know, we did see irregularities in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Arizona, and, and a few other places. Uh, lawsuits were brought. You, you can't tell me that as the election is going on, lawsuits by states going to the Supreme Court saying, hey, the Constitution's not being followed in these states that are enumerated, and our votes are being diluted because of it, you can't tell me that, oh, that's just Donald Trump saying the election is stolen. There were states that filed lawsuits because of what was going on, yet because the mainstream media didn't really want Trump to get reelected again, and because the, the apparatus inside the Beltway, both on the left and the right, didn't want him back in there again because he was dismantling things, they had to destroy him. So it doesn't matter that the, the Attorney General of Texas, the Attorney General of Florida, that several states combined to bring a lawsuit that reached all the way up to the Supreme Court, who then just dismissed their duty to have to act, because the Supreme Court is supposed to settle disputes between states. They absolutely have standing to bring that suit. They said they didn't have standing. That's, that's incredible. That was an abdication of responsibility that is beyond the pale as far as the, the Supreme Court is concerned. But you, you can't tell me that's all Donald Trump. That's, that's BS. Yeah. And it's funny, you go back all the way to number one, George Washington, and you say we were warned in his farewell address, right, of the evil of factions. Yeah, it's a it's a long passage, but every now yeah. when you come up onto election season, it is wise, it is wise to take the time to read his farewell speech from beginning to end, because it talks about duty to country, about how we must remain cohesive as a people, being jealous about protecting the union, and then he gets into it very specifically about how factions, which back then meant parties, political parties, were dangerous. They were the number one danger to the Union because it would, it would foment and result in people being greedy about power, about using any means necessary to win, to instill their will right. upon the people. In other words, you're leaving out the will of the nation. It's the will of the party, right? Yes, and that's where we are today. You think a perfect example, and I love to pick on him because he deserves to be picked on, Mitch McConnell. Mm -hmm. You've got the Republican Party in Alaska saying, this is the person that we have chosen as Alaskans that we want to have win this election for the U.S. Senate. What does Mitch McConnell do as, as leader of the Republican Party, the elected Republican? He backs the incumbent 
who is not the one who was anointed by the people. So he's putting his political aspirations for for the future into who he wants to have win instead of who the people have picked in Alaska, who Republicans have picked in Alaska. What business does he have doing that? And by the way, listener, if you don't want to use McConnell's aspirations, you can use the short version of another reason that he is the way he is, and it's a five-letter word. It's called money, (laughs) M-O-N-E-Y. Yeah, Mitch Mitch McConnell's got, he has got a deep, deep, deep war chest for the Senate to to inject into senatorial campaigns to back people for who are running for the Senate that Republicans should be backing. But in this and instance, his wife, he's not his wife is drawn in a lot of money too. Well, his wife is 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 intimately and familially attached to the Communist Chinese Party. Yes. So yeah, people should know that already. That's one reason. And Mitch McConnell shouldn't be in leadership at all if elected to office. He's got a conflict of interest between nations, you know. But this, the war chest he has for the senatorial campaigns, he's using it against the candidate the people have chosen. What gives him the right? So this is what Washington was talking about, and that's the why it's the perfect example. You have a political party leader saying, "Yeah, we don't really care who the people have chosen. We want this person." That can't be. Not if we not if we're supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Here's a here's the thing. Okay, let's assume that a former Democrat, attractive lady, pretty smart, high IQ, and all that good stuff. You know, decides that she's retiring from the Democratic Party. Uh, she would have my vote just the way I've. I've listened to her. I think she was from Hawaii, right? Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. I would love Um, to see Tulsi Gabbard, you know, be on our side. But but then, you know, yeah, go ahead, because I know you're going to. She's anointing people. I mean, she's picked the the Trump Republican in Arizona to back. Mm -hmm. She's a good friend of Christy Nome's. You know, up in up in the Dakotas, who who is, you know, an up and comer in the Republican Party, but I don't agree with everything that Tulsi Gabbard has to say. I I appreciate her. I agree with a lot of what she says. You know, uh, I really wish she'd address the, her her attendance at the World Economic Forum's Young Leaders uh, seminar that she that she went and and completed. I really want to hear about that, uh-huh. and and I want to hear her renounce the World Economic Forum. But her indictment of the Democrat Party in in her and she didn't retire from it; she just left it. She fired him. <laughs> she fired him. You know, her indictment of the Democrat Party in in her her declaration that she was no longer a Democrat was accurate. It was aggressive, and it was truthful. And if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard it, you will, you will be wide-eyed when she's done, because she hit on all of the points of what they are today. She's calling them a totalitarian, uh, you know, woke organization that doesn't care about serving the people, and she lays out her case like a lawyer. 
It'd be nice if she could just switch uh, places, you know, with the uh, the rhinos, right? Well, say, uh, there okay, was look, a... you, you come over here and I'll come over there. We'll just, uh, you know, change there badges. Was a, <laughs> there was a social media meme out there that was amusing, but it was truthful. It said, we get Tulsi Gabbard and you get Liz Cheney? That's <laughs> yeah. a good trade. Yeah, I didn't see that, you I don't know. guess. I, I've yeah, seen that's a... Good, but yeah. That's a great Liz, trade. Yeah. Yeah, Liz Cheney's name just, you know, it's like I erased it from part of my memory, <laughs> which which isn't that big anymore, but anyway, and I was just thinking, who the heck was that her, Liz? Who? Yeah. Her time her time is done. Her time is done. On on the 8th she becomes lame duck and after the first of the year she's finished in federal politics. She'll never get elected again unless she decides to run as a democrat, which I wouldn't put past her. She's shown she has no loyalty to the the charters that are the Republican Party. But then, and I'm not saying this in her defense, but then a lot of Republicans who are elected to federal office don't have fidelity to the Republican charter. They're not supposed to be for for ever-expanding government. They're supposed to be for limited federal government. And as you can see, that's not happening. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to take our final break and... As I listen to all of this, it seems like uh, uh, the censorship is playing maybe a bigger role than it ever has in a government election. But uh, I'll get Frank's opinion on that, whatever else he wants to uh, end the show with. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, and it's undergroundusa.com, www.undergroundusa.com. Be right back. Levi's became iconic by making tough pants. Now they're notorious for pushing progressive politics, opposing the Second Amendment, attacking popular voter ID laws, and Levi's screws their workers, furloughing thousands while rewarding rich shareholders. A top female executive unable to speak freely. Rather than leaving China, CEO Chip Berg makes excuses. An American icon washed away by woke politics. Levi's, serve your customers, not woke politicians. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder here with the one and only... I get so choked up. Anyway, Frank Savato, host of the Underground USA podcast, and that's heard everywhere podcasts are heard. And he's also heard twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, nationally syndicated on Salem, Genesis Communications. And one more time, his website, undergroundusa.com. So you say we can no longer automatically identify the good guys or the bad girls, or I guess it would be uh, whatever they identify as. There might be some animals that are running now that we don't know about. Uh, but you got to take time, right? Kind of, kind of think about it. It's very important. Yeah, I mean, this is you when you vote in in the old days. If you voted R, when people had fidelity to what the charters of the party were, you mm-hmm. kind of knew what you were getting. Today, there is such a wide, you know, we have to have a big tent. We have, to, we have to include as many people as possible in this big tent. Well, when you diversify, and I hate using that word, but it's just accurate, 
When you diversify the people within that tent, you start expanding your parameters on the edges. And that means not everybody who's called to run for office is going to have a true fidelity to the charters of the party. Same for the Democrats. So what we've seen is that you've got some ultra-liberals within the Republican Party, like Lisa Murkowski, who McConnell's backing in in Alaska, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney. You know, there, there are the usual suspects who would just assume give away the big points just to be able to say they passed the bill. Yeah. On the on the left side, you see that progressives who are really fascists have hijacked the Democrat Party. They don't have fidelity to the tenets of the Democrat Party, the original Democrat Party. They've they've hijacked it and made it something else. So the R and the D are antiquated. You have to look at the candidate who stands for freedom, limited government and sticking to the enumerated powers of the federal government rather than expanding yeah. it if you're a Republican. And trying to clean up all the crime, I just want to say real quick, Frank, reminds me of the saying, you know, money is the root of all evil. And mm. the first thing that pops to mind is George Soros. That's oh. one of our main reasons we're getting all this no bail and you get out no matter what you do and uh, because he just keeps pouring money into getting those people elected. There ought to be Without- a law. Yeah. Without question, without question, that removing yeah. him from our political process in the United States would be a great step forward. Now, before we run out of time, tell them about this uh, organization, OpenSecrets.org, why they should go o- there. OpenSecrets.org follows the money in politics, whether it's from a, a, a corporation or an individual. You can look up the money trail from benefactor to beneficiary. And it will give you some ideas of where money is coming from for any particular candidate or organization. It's a, it's a great resource. That when, And combined with discoverthenetworks.org, you can find out who the activists are and if they're being truthful in their portrayals. Tape your ever-important TV documentary uh, whatever show. Just tape it and spend an hour. OpenSecrets.org. Okay? DiscoverTheNetworks.org. Thank you very much, Frank. Look forward to our next meeting. We'll talk to you soon, Chuck. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you very much, Swade. And please remember, it's uh, united, okay? What is? Well, when you God bless America, make sure it's the United States of America. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate it, leave a comment if your platform lets you. You can contact us directly at contact at undergroundusa.com. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs 
that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com. And I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.